Minnesota Vikings fans, for those left as a fan base, just kidding. We are back on the Purple People Eaters podcast. He's Aaron. I'm Chris. And we're here to discuss um, a Vikings debacle. I mean, this was, uh, well, you know, to be fair, though, we were against, we were up against Cooper Rush. And, you know, I remember watching tape of him a couple years back. Okay, I'll stop. It, 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 this is a game, even if you win in triple overtime, and I realize there is no triple overtime. But if you won it in triple overtime, you still got to win it. One way or another, you have to get by this game, and you didn't. You did not. And, uh, sure, we'll talk about, um, you know, minor league good and bad defense. We'll talk about that later in the show. Obviously, like it has been here for a couple of weeks now, the offense is definitely uh, first to blame on this one. Couldn't get, once again, 7-0 start, baby. They look great. They scripted it all out. Once we go off script, we just can't improv, I guess you could say. But, yeah, we will cover the variety, the plethora of just – one step forward, two steps back. That was the offense. Ugly, ugly stuff. Defense got in the, you know, down the stretch, second half. But uh, yeah, this was bad. And you, you have, of course, when you have a, a fan base like the Vikings who've never won a championship, you're going to have people go way over the top and say some stuff that you're just like, okay, dude, it's not that bad. But there's just no denying on this one. This one was really, really bad. Just a bad display of offensive football, if that's what you want to call it. So we're going to break it on down. Of course, you know, we'll look (laughs) to next week on the road at a pissed off Baltimore team because they got kind of embarrassed. So they're going to be looking to get it right. Um, Hunter is gone for the season. I don't know if it was the same peck or not, but he had a peck from a couple years ago. That's not good. We still don't have Pierce back. It's ugly. It's ugly. So we're gonna we're gonna talk this through. Luckily, if you've listened to the show, we do have a Gopher uh, football segment. So we'll close the show on a positive note. So so there's always that. Jerry Burns will be heard from early in this one. If you've ever heard a press conference from Jerry Burns, you should uh, keep an eye on that. Anyway. If this is your first time listening, which it's probably not your first time listening to the Purple People Leaders podcast, because if you're new to it, you probably aren't chasing a podcast on a Monday after that debacle from Sunday night. But welcome if you are. It's going to be fun. okay? it's going to be fun to an extent. Anyway, we're going to get stuff off our chest. Anyway, you can find this year Vikings podcast in a lot of different places. Uh, it streams live on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Ropeadope Radio. You don't have to go to Blog Talk and Ropeadope and download the show there. You can find it. Um, you can find the you know this Vikings podcast on Ropeadope Radio on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Player FM. Tune in. We're also part of the Grueling True Sports Podcast Network. While you're at it, why don't you head on over to thegruelingtruth.com? And this is fitting here. Uh, last year, Aaron started a Spricker. That's Spricker not Stitcher, Spricker page, living in Loserville. A lot of people like the, t- the you know, that, that title. Some people don't. 
But uh, this is fitting this week. Living in Loserville, Spricker, check that out. Um, and one more thing, if you're thinking about cutting the cord or you have and you're not quite happy, I got something for you. It's called Direct TV Stream. The prices start as low as $69.99 a month. The best of live television and on demand, no annual contract, no hidden fees. If you upgrade to the choice or ultimate, that gives you three free months of HBO Max. Plus, you get to enjoy regional sports networks without additional fees, which you're seeing more and more having issues with that. If you go all the way to the premiere uh, package, you get HBO Max and Showtime included. That's direct TV stream. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and bring in my co-host, Aaron. And uh, the first day of November isn't crazy cold, but man, that gust of just ugliness swept into Minneapolis late last night on a Sunday night. Sure did. Oh boy. Oh boy. So where do we begin with all of this? Uh, Listening to the media, it's chicken little. The sky is falling everywhere. Uh, Fire this, fire that. We weren't any good. Shouldn't win any more games. Tank. We're hearing all of it. And some of that I think is warranted. We'll get into why some of it isn't. Like you said, maybe a fan base that has never had a Super Bowl win probably is a little bit more knee-jerk than one that that has recently won. So that's a fair point. But I did remember uh, leading off the season saying that this would be a, a tough year and that you know some of the smoke and mirrors might disappear a little bit. And I don't know if we're quite there yet. Uh, we do have three wins under our belt, um, although, you know, they weren't uh, convincing victories. Just one good one. <laughs> Just one good one. And uh, yeah. so I guess I want to add a little temperance here, but at the same time, it doesn't look good at all. And you, you just, you know, maybe if you weren't coming off a bye where you were supposedly supposed to have self-scouted. and But then again, you did that a week early. And so maybe you just said, take vacation, get your mind off football. Well, it seems like they certainly did that because it didn't seem like a lot of minds were on football last night. Well, Cooper Rush is a much better – okay, hold on. Um, well, let's just let's just start by, in my humble opinion, which is not always humble, um, I don't – like a lot of people, if they don't fire him at 8 a.m. today, just burn the whole franchise down – or like you said, regroup, restart. Well, first of all, the whole rebuild, we don't – there's food in the cupboards, okay? So even if we do get rid of Zimmer, this thing's not bare, okay? It's not the Lions right now. It's not bare, okay? So everybody calm down when it comes to that, okay? Um, we all know the number next year. He's either not going to be here or it's going to be extended in a cleaner number with more to move, you know, maneuver. I'm talking about Cousins. Let's calm down on all that stuff. Because remember, he was untradeable. Then all of a sudden there's trades. But no, we should do this. We should do that. I wouldn't fire Mike Zimmer right now in this part of the season. Partly because I just don't think it's even worth to do it just right now. Not to say in the end of the season. When we get there, we'll figure that out. Maybe the last couple of games. But this whole, you got to move now. You can't talk to anybody right now. This isn't even college. College can do some of that. Some of these guys are going to be, you know, coaching in January, for Christ's sakes. Like, there, it makes no sense, in my humble opinion, 
to fire him today is my point. Doesn't mean he won't get fired at the end of the season or, or a couple games left or whatever. Well, obviously my knee jerk reaction is, you know, burn the house down and so on. But, you know, a little bit of time thinking about it. You're absolutely right. You don't want to be firing people after week eight coming out of a bye and with no real reasonable interim possible future head coach in the making now Ziggy was on his phone last night that's a picture that's been floating around the internet so we don't know maybe he's talking to his wife maybe it could have been a lot of things but hopefully they have some plans in mind and you know a lot of people say it's a foregone conclusion that after the season he's gone and I'm not sure that that's a foregone conclusion I think there will be changes Spielman Cousins possibly Zimmer possibly a lot of other things. And obviously with Zimmer goes most of the staff. So I think that's a pretty ridiculous ask is to say, well, just, you know, Monday morning, just give him a phone call and tell him to pack his crap. That's that's not how these things work. Um, and if you were going to do that, you would probably do that before a bye week. So I think, long story short, we're probably left with Zimmer for the rest of the season. And you know, he might have time to redeem himself. I got a feeling this team will bounce back. There's just too many veterans and professionals on this team to to think that you're going to tank it out and and go, you know, three and 14 for the rest of the season. That's just not going to happen. There's too many athletes on this team. You're going to run backwards into a win probably somewhere. So I think I like the sentiment. I like that people are unwilling to accept what happened because I think you can't accept a game like that. And not particularly because of Cooper Rush, although that was a factor. Not particularly because it was on national TV, because that is also a factor. But just for the fact that they played like crap. They didn't play well at all offensively, defensively. Tackling was shoddy. Offensive line looked like it did last year. And we are going to go on and on and say all the different things. They didn't play well coming out of the bye, and that's that's the point here. Yeah, and I'd say mostly – like, at least you could find positives with the defense because they allowed the offense to get the ball at midfield twice and all that. And maybe they got worn down, although from the first half to the second half, it was time. The time started evening out. So, um, you know, we can't blame all that. But I really think a lot of it is, to be honest with you, Cooper Rush and the offense. It's like, OK, you're playing Cooper Rush. They still only put up 20 points. And. You just couldn't get it done, like you said, on the bye week. But I, I just think it's ridiculous to fire him now. It makes no sense. Let's get a head start on what? You can contact. This isn't college. You can contact shit all day long. You can talk to anyone you want. So it, it you can do that while you have a head coach. But, you know, I do wish, although, although these press conferences weren't televised like they were, like they are currently, basically. Uh, let's just let's just hear some Jerry Burns, shall we? Game, I mean, I mean, shit. Twenty-three bucks, if you can get more excitement than that, hell, you're in the wrong operation. Hell of a hell of a game. Let me say something. As long as I'm in this fucking job, Snelker will be the offensive coach. I mean, no, no question, fucking about that. No fucking question about that. We, I don't like to name names after a fucking after a fucking game. We we can't we can't be responsible for the blocking. We can't be responsible for the fucking guys jumping offside. We can't be responsible for a fuck. We get down there and and, uh, and it was a dumb play by by Anderson. I love I love Anderson. I love him. But it was a dumb fucking play when he had when his foot was uh, shoe was coming off up the line because we were hard take timeout. 
We had a fucking trap play called, and and, and, his, and his fucking shoe comes off. That, that, that ain't that ain't Bob Snelker's fault. We have another fucking trap play, and, and if Finney picks up his fucking feet, he walks in. Goddamn Finney! Got the fucking pass to uh, 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 AC out there in the flat. It's a ball thrown in and low. That ain't that isn't Snelker's fault. We got right down there. We got we got the second. Okay, okay. We we won't let. We'll, We'll try to hold off Jerry as much as we can, but uh, it does feel like how much blame can you actually give Kubiak? Now, the freaking the, – the passes behind the lim- line of scrimmage are one thing when they got like 10 dudes on the line of scrimmage, if you count the corners real tight. But how many times can you pass to a guy just like Jerry said, I love him. I love me some ham, especially on Christmas. But how many times are you going to pass short <laughs> oh, behind the line of scrimmage, no matter if it was a wide receiver or ham? I mean, some of this, it's a its a combination of Zimmer with the play calls because we know he has those talks and he's ultra conservative. But also some of this has to go on Kubiak. Just a play calling is ridiculous, however it's coming out. Well, if you ham and pick up his fucking feet. <laughs> Goddamn Finney. Uh, yeah. Okay. So let's try to break it down as far as I see it. You have Zimmer who's saying, you know, just run the fucking ball and we got a three point lead. Let's try to hold that to the end of the game and just kind of keeping everything close to the vest. And you don't want to try this and you try that. Then you com- combine that with offensive lines getting their ass handed to them. So Kirk doesn't have a lot of options and not a lot of time. And then you have check down options that are there in Ham, who, I mean, he's throwing death balls even to Ham. It's just, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Just trying to get rid of it. So how much of it is Kubiak? How limited is he? And I don't think there's any way of knowing that until either Zimmer's gone and Kubiak talks about it, or uh, there's been games where you go, hey, you know, this offense is a little bit more imaginative. I, we spent a couple weeks talking about how they've, doing new things and trying new stuff. And all of a sudden we're back to, you know, hold a three point lead at any cost and run the football, even though you're getting half a yard a pop. It's like, well, how much is Zimmer overlording? I guess is a word it could use on, 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 or maybe just confining Kubiak. We don't know. Uh, My impression is probably quite a lot because it seems like, Offensively, if he's free to do some things, generally he's only free to do things when they have a lead. Uh, and they just didn't have a comfortable lead for most of the night, so therefore Zimmer was, you know, his butthole got tight, and he's probably just yelling at him, run the ball, because he thinks he's got Cook, and he thinks he's got an offensive line that can run the ball, but he couldn't last night, and it just, you know, how many times are you going to run a running back into a brick wall? It just... Apparently, very, very many times. And, you know, you try to throw a pass, well, somebody's covered, but then we've got, you know, still photos of Thielen being open and, and Jefferson over the middle. A lot of stuff going over the middle, but then you look at the offensive line on those still shots and they're scattered all over the place. And we got a guy holding and another guy doesn't know who to block and Bradbury's getting spin moves on him. So I think it's just a confluence of a lot of events, which just leads me to believe that they didn't really do a lot of work over the bye. And, you know, maybe it's all this relaxation and 17 game season and days off that have been going on since uh, training camp. 
it just doesn't seem like there's a lot of discipline and structure left uh, within the organization, Chris. Yeah, poor clock management is not something that's a secret. But last game before the half, or yeah, this game before the half, it was messed up. Um, also, could have called timeout, didn't. Also, to end the game, I mean, you can only go to the well so many times, um, under you know, with 50 seconds to play. You, you can't keep scoring on fourth quarter drives, you know, with under a minute to play. It's just at some point that's going to catch up to you, and it did. And, yeah, he's playing like get an incy-bincy lead, and he's playing like he's got the best defense like it's 2017. And he's got a top 5-0 line. I mean, this is just – it's getting to the point where you're just like, dude, I mean, his seat is hot. Like I text you, volcanic eruption. <laughs> I mean, this is hot as hell now. And I, and I don't think – like I mentioned, I don't think he should have got fired today. I think that's stupid. I actually think it's dumb because it's not – well, that's it starts – you know, it sends a message. Well, if you think sending the message is going to get in the playoffs – I think that they're going to get there with Zimmer if they get there, one or the other. They're not going to all of a sudden, well, Zimmer's not here. All right, let's do it. You know what I mean? Sure, would they maybe be open to you know play call a little bit more? It's only like, okay, we need, hey, we're down. Now we need to open it up. That that's It's just it's just over and over. And like I said, the worst uh, PFF rating pressure-wise of the season for the offensive line. Cousins, you know. One time it'd be Jefferson slowing up, mis- misreading the ball or whatever. The very next play, Cousins high on a on a on a third down. That would have been a first down. We always say if you move the chains, you never know what. It, even three points last night would have been a big deal. The way that game was going, it just seemed like every like Thielen in the in the fourth quarter not lining up, doesn't know even know where to line up, screwed up. Like it just seems like we were just. Everybody was in their own way. Everyone seemed to have just a crappy game. Um, Cook early, he had a couple runs and whatnot, you know, but it was just, it's just getting old. It is getting old. There's no doubt about it. The only line of thought that I can really see making any sense about getting rid of Zimmer on Monday morning or Wednesday afternoon or whatever it is that people are fantasizing about is that, yeah, you're essentially giving up the season then you're forfeiting the season in hopes of a high draft pick or something like that. And you're, cause you're not going to bring in your next coach. There's your next coach isn't sitting out there without a job waiting. He's got a job right now, possibly will be in the playoffs and, and so on. So hiring your next coach is a virtual impossibility at this point. So basically what you're saying is get rid of Zimmer, maybe improve morale and hope for a good draft pick because I think you're absolutely right. Any chance you have of winning a Super Bowl <clears throat> or uh, making the playoffs comes with Zimmer and this season. This year, yeah. It might not be a, a high probability from what we saw last night, but it's really the only pro- possibility of salvaging this season, and then make, you can make a decision after the season. But that's the only real line of thought I could even uh, undertake about letting go of Zimmer this week or next week or whatever. The locker room is a bunch of veterans and guys. And even, you know, to top it all off, if you're going to make a change here, you're going to have to make a change. I mean, you're going to have to go GM. And then once you hire the new GM, they're going to hire the coach they want. 
And it's going to have to be like a systemic order like that. Like I would like to see a change at GM at some point, but you know, chances of that happening, who knows? We don't know, but we know right now that it doesn't look good. And, but I just think, you know, knee jerk, get rid of Zimmer and keep Spielman and then let Spielman hire the next coaches. You're back in the same boat that you just got out of. Yeah, and, and, and when we talk about, well, maybe that'll get us there and, and all of a sudden, because, you know, people keep saying, and this is a good point, you know, beyond the top six, now New Orleans got a nice win. They're five and two. It is like a bunch, like Carolina's four and four, but we got the tiebreaker. San Francisco, Atlanta, three and four. Philly's three and five. So that seventh spot, spot is opening, you know, no doubt about it. But down the stretch, you're going to need that. That third down, even though it, the third down was ugly defense in this one, uh, the worst in a while, um, you're still going to need, like, if you think that that's possible, you know, going the other way with it, the opposite way you're talking about as far as, like, you know, just dropping a bunch of L's and getting a higher pick. I think either way you're going to do that with Zimmer, one of the one or the other. But just in case, it would be nice to have him down the stretch. But we were the worst we've been. Uh, in the last few years, on third down, one of 13. And yep. then on the flip side, six of 12 or whatever we gave mm. up. And both of those are just, you know, they, they, that doesn't happen. It really doesn't. I mean, we were even getting false starts, you mm. know, from the center on the last drive. He's snapping the ball. What What is he getting a false start for? Even on that last drive, you know, we almost, we have 33 yards of penalties. And only 30, 60 yards, a great drive, 69-yard drive. But, you know, damn near half of them, you know, came with that. Mm. Um, the targets, you know, we're getting close to, you know, through three quarters, you know, Ham has one less target than Jefferson. <laughs> and, and it goes back to having 10 dudes on the line of scrimmage. It's like, what? let's, let's three-step drop and throw it 15, 20 yards. Let's just do that then. Um, any more on the offense? Because obviously the defense – was a mixed bag. Well, just the one for 14 on third down is mind-boggling. Um, and we've been a pretty good offense on third down, and I don't think Dallas's defense is anything, you know, to write home about. I just think that they got game planned and they got bullied and pushed around uh, coming out of the bye. They're still on vacation, still sleeping, or whatever it is that they were doing, and just weren't focused and ready to play. Now. I think that bodes well. Like you started off the show saying perhaps a wake up call. And I think you're going to see a bounce back here. I just don't think you're going to see guys, you know, it does look a little weird. Uh, some of the comments that Thielen was making and Thielen's agent, we can talk about that a little bit. His tweets, I don't have the exact quotes, but maybe we can look. Them I up have quick. the tweets, but he's, he's obviously wrong because <laughs> here we are Monday morning, you know, but it's still muddying the waters and you don't really want agents coming out. So obviously there's some internal stuff that's just kind of coming to light now. And I don't want to say Zimmer's lost the locker room, but I got a feeling like he's locked, he's lost the offense and just because maybe negligence yeah. perhaps. And uh, maybe you get the feeling that Zimmer always had a veteran coordinator slash ex head coach that would make the, the timing timeout calls and, remind him of things and that person's not there anymore and so that's where we're seeing all this clock management stuff is because he, maybe Zimmer's not great at clock management but he always had someone who was around him but now he doesn't or he doesn't defer to those people 
And so we're getting all this confusion. Uh, but I am getting sick of that. You know, at the half, you got 20 seconds left in a timeout and you do nothing with it. And sometimes that happens at the end of games too. And those are things that I can say Zimmer falls short on. But there are ways to fix that. But you would like to have a coach that is a little more acumen as far as when it comes to uh, clock management and so on. So that is a valid it's a valid critique, although I don't think it's the only thing that you should look at a coach for. I think what you said was was right on what they've lost. They the, the offense is is losing it with them because it's like, dude, come on, don't do this. You know, and, you know, it's funny. I look back at last year and maybe in the first and maybe it's because we were losing to early last year. What we get to like one and five or whatever that I remember on third and one and third and two going for these deep balls with no ham, right? with no, no, no <laughs> dump off. Right. But I remember like, what the, what dude, just have at least a dump off just in case. And I think I was valid from saying that because we were taking too many chances. Well, now it's like, can we take half of those chances? I mean, we got the bloodline here. Like let's, let's allow that. And you're right. It is a trust factor that he allows, you know, that doesn't probably play with the younger Kubiak. Unfortunately, he probably does want to do that. Um, But defensively, Beyond the surprisingly poor on third down, um, you know, they did get a lot of pressure early and then Hunter left. And I thought it was kind of in between. It wasn't enough, but they did get some of it. They obviously created those two turnovers. They should have had a third when Barr knocked it loose. But freaking Harrison Ford, who went crazy last night, by the way, uh, and not in a good way. Actually, I'll show you the clip. He is choking. DD on the sidelines and not letting them go. He's, he lost his mind. And then he was playing the Dion defensive look on that long play where he's like, where is this guy? Where is this guy? Now, both of the safeties went wide on that first 75 yard touchdown. Looked just like the Arizona one. Alexander running fears, dear life dudes running down the field, but our safeties are like nowhere to be found. And then even when they're found, it's like Harris is like, which one just make a half a tackle someplace. So, I'm thinking that was designed for both yeah. both of them to go out because what are the odds that both go that wide, you know? So I'm not going to blame that on them, but that, that one hurt because to give, you know, you got to let freaking good old Coop, you know, work for it. You can't just let him 75-yard play in one play. That's That right there was like, oh, shit, we might lose this game. That's the first time where I was like, oh, boy. This isn't good. Like you said, the tackling, especially on that third and 11, we called, this is all Zimmer. He called back to, you know, he had, he did the Chris Weber, didn't have a timeout, did it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they tore, they basically allowed this backup to get good old coop to get a little bit more confidence. And then it seemed like, I hate to say it, but he basically torched us at times of the second half. I mean, he went over 300 yards and they had that, trick play that got 35 yards it was just it was a mixed bag but down the stretch you got to make that that tackle to force the field goal you got to do this you got to do that and they just they came up short right now they're not playing like that top 10 defense that maybe they should be starting to get into by now because you know you can gel and everything like that but you know now without pearson hunter oh boy well, Pierce, Hunter, and Peterson. So, 
you've got three right. vets out, uh, particularly defensive linemen. You're going to be searching for pass rushers, uh, <clears throat> Patrick Jones, and you're going to have to find ways to create pressure now with Hunter out that you had to try to find last year and just couldn't find. And so you drafted a couple guys that you like. I know Kenny Willekes got some time last night because um, I looked at the TV. It's a 79 on the defensive line. Who the hell is that? And I had to do a little research on it. But, you know, he didn't seem to get much pressure. You're playing James Lynch a lot now. We don't know when Pierce is coming back. His elbow's nagging. So that's a huge thing when you're giving up runs on first down, like just annoy the crap out of me and I always have these more than four yards on, on first down. And that just – puts the offense ahead of chains and defensively I thought we played all right up until the, till Zeke split the two tacklers. And it wasn't, it was, I think it was Barr and Alexander. And I, I really think it was just a case of like, okay, well this guy's got the tackle. So I'm just going to, and Zeke went coming too. Yeah. And then cams in the background coming. It's like, dude, this is the biggest play of the game. You stop him there. You force the field goal. No, that one there is not Zimmer's fault. And then you talk about the safeties, Chris, as well. It's like, that's definitely scheme. He was in two high safeties and giving them, trying to help the corners out. Of course, you're going to get beat down the middle. Uh, there's nothing really that Alexander could do as far as speed-wise. I mean, if he's faster than the guy, maybe he can make up that. But it was schemed out well offensively and just burnt him. And, you know, that did give Cooper Rush confidence. And that did continue the... You know, it's just coming out of the half that was, and you're like, okay, this is not going to be easy now. We're going to be in a, in a dogfight. And when it got to be a dogfight and Randy Gregory starts throwing people around, you're starting to go, okay, well, we're not good in dogfights either. So what chance do we have here? Kirk's throwing checkdowns to Ham, and it's ultimately frustrating. And then to put it on national TV just just doubles that frustration, and that's where we all are today. Yeah, that is a good point. It's it's extra embarrassing, no doubt about it. Any other things from this game before we can rapid fire this Baltimore game on the road? Here we go, guys, on the road for two games. That's why this game was so important, because if you get this win, now to get that 2-2 two and two mark we talked about to go 5-5, five and five, you feel a lot better of just getting one victory out of the next three. You feel like I, we could do that somewhere in there. Maybe we lose back-to-back games and then beat the Packers at home. We could do that. Now it's like we have to win one. <laughs> you know, just it's it's ugly. But yeah, any, anything else before we get to this year uh, Ravens game? Well, just like you texted me. Hold on. <coughs> Sorry, I had to cough there. Um, Like you texted me, just burn the tape. Just mm. There's really nothing to pull out of that game that – that's going to be worth watching. I, I just think they came out flat. They stayed flat. Nothing got them going. Now here's the twist is you got Baltimore uh, next week. And I really think you're going to see a good effort from the Vikings. They're going to give their best, but now they're down players. They're down Hunter Pierce might be back. We don't know. Um, like you you're going to need Hunter to chase down Jackson, you're going to need somebody yeah. with some speed and a little agility just to keep the edge on that. Uh, you know, what Everson tends to do is overrun plays this year. Not so much. He's been a little bit more disciplined, but you know, it doesn't look good, but I feel like the embarrassing uh, performance that they put out, they're going to come back strong on it. Now, is it strong enough to beat Baltimore? Eh, I don't know. 
But Baltimore's a good team. They run the football, so they got a good offensive line. They've got a decent defensive line. All the things that kind of come at us that we're not good at, a running quarterback, it doesn't bode well on paper at all, and I don't know what Vegas has. I'm sure you're going to tell us, but I know that Baltimore's favorite. I just don't know if it's three or seven. And But I think five by the end half. of the week, sure. Five and a half now, it'll be seven probably by the end of the week. Uh Everything in my gut is telling me that we – sorry, everything in my brain is telling me that we lose this game. Almost everything in my gut is telling me that we bounce back and win this game. Uh, so I'm going to go with my brain because I think my <laughs> gut my gut has shit for brains. So I'm going to say – yeah, I'm going to say that uh, we lose this game. I think we play well. And we'll all, be, we'll all be on the show next week going, well, these guys played well, and what an improvement. But I think that's fool's gold. I don't think there's a lot of good things coming down the pike for this team, as I said in my uh, season preview. I think that we probably lose this game, not by much, um, but we it's a decent performance, but not enough to win. Yeah, I'm right in that realm. I could see a boost back, but just not enough. Um, they stopped the run only 86 yards, give it up per game, which is very impressive in the NFL. Um, I have a 27-23. That's what I wrote down yesterday or today for the show. Um, Baltimore beating them. A lot of the same things you're talking about where it's just like, mm, we, you know, we, well, we, we got something good here, got something good there. And, you know, I mean, the next four games, it is going to be tough um, to get a win. No doubt about it. We got some tougher or tough games coming up beyond that. It may end up at five wins, what your prediction was. You never know. Um, I, I'm with you, though, as far as exactly what you said, that, that thing of there'll be a bounce back. We're not going to get blown out. But 27 and 23, unfortunately, our Vikes, uh, you know, going down. To the Ravens, um, and then the Chargers the next week, man. That's why this was such. I think that's why it's not really overreacting. You know, it's that's why we knew how important, especially when Dak was out. It's like, all right, dude. Even at halftime, like, dude, okay, fine, that's fine. Just let's just win this game because, you know, like I said, that one out of three is so much easier to look at and say, yeah, you know, we can sneak one in there. Um, but now it's just, shush, man, it's tough. Anyway, anything else uh, with this game, or should we get to uh, a nice performance um, on the road by our Gophers? I like your score. I think that's pretty accurate. I would say maybe a little bit less, like uh, 17-21, something like that. I don't think uh, either team will score a a great deal. Um, And I I, I do like the idea of bounce back. And even if they come back and win this one, Chris, I don't think it's going to help people's confidence all that much for the next couple of games. I want to get to that Green Bay game and see where we are after that and then kind of make a judgment because at some point you're going to have to start playing some young guys to see what they have. And, you know, Patrick Jones being one of them. I saw Cam Bynum made a play last night. There's going to be a lot of, uh, and I just don't know if we're quite there yet in the season to start rotating in all these young guys to see what they got, but it's not far away. And uh, if they win at Baltimore, I'm a lot confident we can go one of two. Yeah, but then you got to think, okay, 
without going way, we farther into this. Yeah. yeah, without going farther into this. I mean, without Hunter and Peterson and and Pierce. That's what I'm saying. Right? That's an issue. Um, now the Golden Gophers, Skyuma, uh, great win. Uh, again, surprised by it. I was working on Saturday and I was just kind of checking in on the old Google machine to see where they were. And it's like, wow, this is great. It's kind of tight in the first half, like we said it would be. And then they kind of pulled away in the second half. And yeah, a lot of guys made plays. And PJ is really rotating a lot of people now, which is something that he hasn't really done in the past. But he was talking in the beginning of the season about depth. And you're like, well, where's all this depth? But now we're starting to see the rotations getting more and more expanded players coming in and out and Wally got a nice play that we liked uh but they end up winning what 41-14 was that the score in Evanston yeah I know they scored 41 uh and this is getting more and more impressive uh you know again you go Third back to, to the yeah you go back to the to that Bowling Green game and you just go what if what if yeah, no doubt about it. I do like, though, that they are peaking. Uh, you know, we know that the rankings and all that, people are bitching that we're not ranked. It's like, seriously, dude? Like, you obviously don't follow college football. Uh, you know, who knows? Maybe they'll throw us in the top 25 tomorrow when the actual rankings come out. But um, I don't think we deserve to be there just yet because we haven't really beaten, uh, you know, a good team yet. Like, a good, good team. Um but, yeah, man, I did like the, how they just wore it down over 300 yards rushing again. Thomas and Irvin kind of just switched spots, but not really. They both got a similar, you know, carries. Uh, it just Irving had uh, two touchdowns, one a, a really nice one, 110 and 116. We even got LeCaptain in because now, unfortunately, <laughs> Williams, Bryce Williams goes down with another season-ending injury. That's three total plus – you know, oh boy, uh, Wiley, who's in the uh, transfer portal, which I understand why he did that. Uh, but Irving and Tom Thomas, a redshirt freshman and a true freshman, really coming through. And we just made enough decent passes and all that. We didn't show them too much or whatever. But yeah, I, I really liked what I saw. I think we are starting. You're starting to see this, you know, come together now. Last two weeks, you know. It, they're really putting it together. I mean, they're obviously four in a row now, and uh, it's looking good. Obviously, you know, this this game, anytime you think of the next week in college football, it, that we talked about it today on the College Ball Show, a couple different trap games, or coming off a big win, right? We see a couple mm-hmm. of those that's going to maybe happen this week uh, that we told you to bet on and whatnot. But, you know, the biggest worry for me with uh, Illinois is is their their ability to run the ball. They yeah. can run the ball, not quite as good as us, but they they can run the ball. However, we 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 gotta you know it's they want both teams want to play ball control. We obviously know that, but they give up a lot a lot of yards, 160 per game, which is a ton. We're at 90 92.9, so basically 93. Um, you know. They did win that overtime game against Penn State. Penn State quarterback got a little banged up. We know when he's been banged up, like in that Iowa game, they're not the same team. Last week they put up a good effort against Ohio State when they had him healthy. Um, unless we, you know, throw picks in the red zone, fumble the ball, all that type of thing, we should just ball control this like we have been lately. 
make a couple of key passes now that we got most of our wide receiver depth back. You know, Jackson, get him in. He actually did uh, play, I thought, maybe be another week. It was nice to see Daniel Jackson back. So hopefully we can keep that going to where we have three healthy wide receivers. I think it just helps in general. But I do have the Gophers winning this game. Um, I don't know if it's going to be by the point total like it was these last two weeks. The over-under is 44. Here's the kicker, though. We're a 14-and-a-half-point favorite at home, so basically like 11. And that's based off these last couple of games where we've been able to extend the lead in, in, in some things that even against Purdue, that was in the rain, or Nebraska, we weren't able to completely shut out the game. So I wouldn't doubt that just their offense is, is, is really bad. So I wouldn't doubt if we win it, you know, under the spread. You know, the, the mm. 14 and a half, I, that, that wouldn't surprise me. Thing is that they're averaging 17 points a game. That is really, really bad. Yeah. They got an okay defense, but I like the Gophers winning. Um, but yeah, I could see like a 26 to 13 or 26 to 16 or something like that. Yeah. I, I those spreads are, are interesting to me, especially the over under. And I, I really think that, it's going to be low scoring, three yards, clouded dust. Both teams are going to try to establish the run, going to try to run all day, going to try to lean on the other team. Um, I think we fare better uh, in the matchup like that. But I think, you know, Bielema's building what he wants at Illinois, and it's going to be a lot of what we're already doing, and therefore we got a little head start on it. We've got more depth. Uh, we're able to uh, run the ball probably a little bit better then they will be able to run the ball. I think defense defense and running the ball is what it's going to be. Th- timely throws, like you said, on third down. Um, but I don't think there's going to be a heck of a lot of points for either side. And I don't think it's going to be particularly close. So I'm going to say something like maybe 17-3, something like that as a score. Um, I think Bielum is a good enough coach to keep the score down as well as what we're doing, we're going to eat the clock and try to end that game. And I think they're going to try to do the same thing too. And just hope that it's in their advantage. Um, I think linebackers are, our linebackers are probably more able to handle a game like that uh, as far as size and, and uh, what they do in our defensive line, we can rotate. And I feel like that's also going to be a plus in a game like that. I think it's going to be slug it out and we come to a win, but not with a lot of points on either side. So 17 three is what I'm going with uh, golden Gophers win at home. There we be. Well, we'll definitely be back next Monday. Hopefully we can double dip. Let's just at least hope we get one win <laughs> out of uh, Vikings or Gopher football. Obviously both of them need to win. But uh, I'd say actually more the Gophers right now because they actually have something at stake as we know it. They are four and one. They do, uh, you know, lead the West right now. Once again, this happened in 2014, happened in 2019. Uh, We'll talk more about that next week if they get through this game. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, they they own their own destiny. They control it 100%. So we'll see. We'll take a – well, we'll take it on the chin. I mean, this one, uh, that was an ugly, ugly, ugly loss. All right, we'll be back next week. Peace. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.